welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some awesome news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, had its one year anniversary, and thanks to you, my beautiful community, it has sold out four times. If you haven't read it, tap the link in the description to grab a copy today so you can make small shifts to be a calmer, happier, more productive version of yourself. Today, I'm joined by Luke Cook, also known as Cookie. Cookie started his career in radio and over the last 20 years has been a senior leader in media and helping businesses improve company culture through his businesses Fun Locker and Cuppa of Life. He is an ideas man, a change maker, connector, employee culture specialist, entrepreneur, host, interviewer, father, husband, and a downright legend. This episode covers why we struggle to have deep conversations today, how to build stronger connections with others, how to expand your social circles, how to have difficult conversations, and what Cookie does for his mental health. Without further ado, let's get started. What an absolute pleasure to have Cookie join us today on the EQ Minds podcast. Welcome, Luke, to the show today. Chelsea, it's good to be on the other side, my friend. I know. It's so different. Right? It's very different. <laughs> you're all about deep conversations, Cookie, and I think that you're the best person to ask about this. Why do you feel that we are so bad at having deep conversations these days? Uh, you look at what we've been uh, taught to do these days. We've been programmed by some of the biggest businesses across the globe to uh, consume short-form snackable content um, and addicted to that sort of social media sense of the word. So whilst we've never been more connected, uh, we're also never been more disconnected. And, and my thought is, is that our conversational muscle is weakening and around important topic areas that we should all be communicating more from. Uh, I don't know you, Chelsea, but I, I can call up to 20 people in one go and hardly anyone picks up their phone. Everyone has their own communication methods, whether it's WhatsApp or, or, or text message or email or whatever it may be. And it's becoming like the love languages where you have to try and find what people want to best communicate to. And that's difficult. It's difficult to have proper relationships around it. So that's that's why I believe is that, you know, we should all be focused on what our connection and conversation muscle is for next year in particular. And so true. You know, I'm guilty. I'm that person who does send everything to the voicemail and then it doesn't have, you know, it's voice to text these days. I don't even receive voicemails. But I'm very, very big on connecting like this and seeing each other one-on-one -on -one and things like that. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a skill. It's, it's a lost art, you know, and we need to get better at it. You look at the next generation coming through and, you know, it's not being taught in schools how to communicate effectively and all that type of stuff, yet it's going to be this dying art of how do you structure a real meaningful conversation, one that makes impact, one that adds value to a person's day and ultimately brings joy because if it's too much in here and we're just texting it out, you know, until we verbalise stuff a lot of the time, like journaling and all that type of stuff where we get it out and it's the same with communication and conversations. If we stop doing it, then it's going to become a lot harder for us to be able to be, you know, what we're here for society for and that is to connect. 
That is so true. That is so true. So how do you flex it? I know that's a, a awesome thing that you have as an acronym on your site around how, how do we do it? How do we do it in conversations to build these stronger connections with other people? Yeah, we've got to really look at ourselves first before we have a conversation with someone else because the traditionally the biggest impact that we can have is is learning how we can be more effective in our um, conversations and then hopefully the other people flow because they can feel that energy that we provide them. Uh, so FLEX is a little acronym that I that I created. The FLEX part of it is what we do within a conversation and then the I and the T at the end of FLEX it is what we should be doing prior to the conversation. So the F is around focus. So how do we give that person 100% focus? I don't know about you but even if there is a mobile phone in our vicinity, we are not 100% connected to that conversation. I know within myself, even if I have it in my pocket, if I feel a buzz, automatically my brain's going, what am I missing out on? Mm-hmm. And is that even more important than here? And then all of a sudden I've lost train of thought and, and, and that sort of area. So, you know, my tip around that is, is just making sure that you're giving that person 100% attention. Recently, um, Chelsea, I had a client meeting and the person picked up their phone five times during that meeting. Yeah, I know. And I got the real shits with it, in all honesty. And yeah. I just said to her, am I not important for this conversation? Now, she put her phone away, et cetera. But what I do now is I actually lead that initiation. So I'll say to a person straight away, I am going to put my phone in my bag because I want to give you 100% focus. What that does is it trains the brain, as you would know, to then for you to be focused in that conversation. But what it also does for them, it shocks them into realisation, well, I should put my phone away as well. Mm-hmm. So even that little instance at the start is something that um, you can do. So that's the F part around focus. The L part, and this is the one that I probably struggle with the most, is is around listen. And, you know, I we, we've got a, you know, a great, uh, expert in Kappa, Oscar Trimboli, who's been on many times. And most of the stuff that I'm going to come out of my mouth right now is going to be because of Oscar's learning. But he th- he taught me that, you know, listen and silent have the same letters in it. <laughs> and, you know, silence is exactly what you need to do to become a better listener. It's not about offering up your opinion too quickly. And as Oscar say, says, we, you know, we speak at 150 words a minute, but we think at 900 words. So the most people, when they're trying to talk, it's that first 150 words is that bit of that gobbledygook. They're not getting everything out. So if we're butting them off at that 150, it's usually around that 300 or 450 mark of those words that they're coming out is where they're trying to get what they're trying to get out. And so, you know, listening is so critical as well, especially when you're talking about mental health and wellness and all those other different areas. But how you do that is the ways that is the next part, which is the E called engage. And engage is around us not engaging with them authentically, eye contact, all that type of stuff. But it's also the questions you ask. So instead of asking them a question, go, oh, why is that so? Or tell me more. Get them to talk more to get those other 150 words out. Uh, The X is around X factor. And that is what I try and leave everyone with. And and how do you leave the X factor? Is how do they walk away from our conversation feeling special, feeling like they that we had gave them the hundred percent focus, that we were listening, that we were engaging authentically. That traditionally is what the X factor is. But the X factors also might be well, what are you leaving them with as that next point of call? Like, is it an introduction that you want to do? Is it the follow up afterwards? Is it about saying let's lock in another conversation because I know you're struggling at the moment? Like, what's that next moment uh, to provide that X factor? And then the I and the T, like I said to you before, is about what happens prior 
to that conversation, the eyes around the intent, while we're going into this conversation. Don't try and go into conversations just on the whim, if you can, uh, because what is your intent? What are you trying to get out of it? What does the other person get, need to get out of it? So even ask that up front. Like if we're having this conversation of the day, what would be the best outcome for you out of this conversation? Get them to state it and then repeat it right at the end. And then the T, which is the one thing I don't th think we spend enough thing elements on, is around time. Are we allocating the right amount of time for our conversations or are we allocating time each week to have more conversations? Uh, so that's the Flexit model. You know, every Friday afternoon, I, I leave an hour every Friday to call as many people that I haven't spoken to in three months and just try to reconnect with people. Now, that's where I call like 20 people in one go and hardly anyone picks up the phone, by the way, Chelsea, just letting you know. Cookie, I will pick up your call moving forward. And I, you, you know what, you're, you're bang on with the X Factor. You do, you know, we've been friends for a few years, but only met in person a couple of times. And, and you definitely do, whenever I walk away from you, I feel, I feel lighter and I feel, I feel really fulfilled from our conversations. And I feel lucky, right? Because we both have got extraordinary people in our circles. Yes. We have a few duds, like, any tips to expand people's social networks if they've got some duds in their life? Well, you, you sort of do know you've got duds in your life because your energy level, levels drop when you're around them. Um, and those duds can sometimes be those people closest to you. Um, traditionally, they are. You know, we've heard the term energy vampires before. It's a tough term. It's a hard term to hear. But it's true. Those people do zap the life out of you. And, and you need to have other networks that you can gravitate to of people that you yeah, do know you. And I think I think the biggest one is around, you know, trying to find hobbies or people of or like things of interest where you can just at least pick up the phone with someone if you've had an energy vampire moment and you can call someone after that just to boost your energies up because you can't always get rid of always those energy vampires in your life. The other thing that I was, was going to state around getting people back into your life is, is exploring territories of just getting yourself out there a little bit more, um, attending those events and meeting like-minded people with like that is that is surrounding you. So things like, you know, I'm in the sort of entrepreneurial stage. I, I went to a, a startup meeting the other day, and the energy level in that room was like next next level. And it was just good to be around people that wanted to make a difference and wanted to do good things in life. So you know, yeah, I'd say. Be careful around those energy vampires. You can't eradicate all of them. But what you can do is find those little moments around those energy vampires to lift your energy back up again. I love that. So we, we're going to start avoiding the energy vampires, bringing more of the legends into our life. In in your opinion, what do you look out for? Like say there's three, top, top three character traits of a good friendship. Yep. What are you looking for? It's got to feel authentic first and foremost. Like you've got to be able to just feel that that person is there for the right reasons with you. It, it's got to go both ways as well. So it can't, it has to be, it can't always be one-sided. And that's, what does that mean? It's for me, if I'm always the one picking up the phone or if I'm always the one reaching out, then then it's it's too one-sided it's too lob-sided so at the, when i when we say if we're building a true connection it's where it's authentic but it goes both ways and then the final thing was going to be um uh yeah caring it's it it's an element of i give a shit about this person 
I really care about this person and I care for their well-being. I care for everything about them. Um, so they're the three things that I'd say is, is someone who's authentic, it goes both ways, and there's a natural element of care there. That's brilliant. That's really, really nice. How about with difficult conversations, whether uh-huh. that's, you know, <laughs> sometimes you've got to have them with some friends, sometimes you've got to do it as a leader or as a founder of your company. Why do you feel having difficult conversations will improve you, right, as a leader or employee or partner or parent and a friend? I think, I, you know, you've heard my journey, Chelsea. I've interviewed over 400 different experts and personalities over the last few years and, and my biggest learning has come from having those difficult conversations with people that are completely different from me. Um, you know, so often we get so caught up in our bubble that we think that our own ecosystem is everything. When really, when we start stepping outside that ecosystem of what we traditionally know and traditionally who we talk to, the same people that look like us, feel like us, all that type of stuff, and we start having more meaningful conversations of importance, we we expand our, our knowledge, our base, our belief, our systems, our everything flows from that and you know my my realizations have been around having conversations with first nations people where in 39 years i never sat down and had a conversation with a first nations person or someone that was a paraplegic or someone that was transgender now some of those people are my best friends (laughs) and you know our, our circles you know we do gravitate to those people that we we know but when you start to expand those circles other parts of relationships, those eggshell parts that we might have within our ecosystem start to flow away because you start to build this, you know, this resilience and this this effort of always stepping outside your comfort zone. So it does make it easier to be able to approach eggshell-based conversations with those people that you love. And, you know, what I've learned through all these conversations, and don't worry, there's been many times where I've been nervous to even have a conversation with a First Nations person or a transgender because I thought I was going to say the wrong thing. If you're coming from a place of vulnerability and you're coming from a place where your intent, which is that I, that I said inflects it, is is right and it's true and it's authentic, then if you're leading with that vulnerability by saying, I don't know too much about this subject or I need to sit down with you because this is bothering me and I want us to have an honest conversation about it, then that's when we can, you know, that's when it becomes a lot easier is when you know you're going in there and you're just trying to get the best result possible in that conversation for you, but also for that person that you're talking to. That's magnificent. What an amazing answer to that. You know, Cookie, I feel like you give a lot of yourself. You're you're always there for everyone else. You give a lot out, right? You take a lot on. We've talked about this before because we are both vulnerable to a mental illness. Yeah. Uh, how do you protect yourself? How are you protecting your mental health these days? Well, you know, I could always improve, Chelsea. We, we talk about that a lot as well. Um, you know, I, I feel really good right now because I feel like I'm so aligned to my why more than ever before. And... I remember when I first reached burnout when I was sales director of a media company. It was a role that I just was progressed into. I didn't like it. My blood pressure was through the roof, um, like literally through the roof that I was on tablets for. Now, I'm not saying that I am any working any less or any less harder or anything like that. So, again, I'm not perfect right now, but my blood pressure is normal. 
my energy levels are fantastic. I wake up every day with a smile around because of what I'm doing and why I'm here. So I think first and foremost, me being really close to why I do what I do and, and love what I do is a good thing. Where the challenge lies is that, you know, when you do know that why and you and it is work-related that you, you could work nonstop all the time and that is not also good for you. What I'm what I'm really good at doing at the moment, Chelsea, is I'm really good at segmenting my days out, and I've become a lot better at switching off um, with a lot of help from my amazing wife, Felicity. You know, like I, I really do segment my days out, so I've got time with the family and and connecting uh, regular walks. I break up my day where I'm not always at the computer. Um, the one thing that I'm lacking at the moment and I've been chatting my wife about it is my morning ritual. I have missed it um, because of the two kids and any other excuse that I can come up with. And I've got to get that back because, you know, I used to love going for a walk, doing a meditation, watching the sunrise uh, and starting the day with me in that sort of capacity. And that's one thing that I'm going to work on um, for next year is to get that back because uh, I think that'll round me out for where mm. I need to be. It's so true. And I think it's having a whole bunch of tools, isn't it, around you? A whole. Yeah, I think it's. I think you know. I, I said this the other day. We actually, um, we did a uh, a couple episode where it was with Will Stewart, the former MKR winner from uh, yeah a few years back, and he struggles with his own mental health. And we actually were in the kitchen with him during the morning cupper, and we'll cooking up something but we're using that episode to talk about well what is our recipe of happiness like sometimes those ingredients that we put into our life they're good but sometimes the you know the recipe goes wrong and you know it's okay to start again and I think you know many of us we're trying to make sure that we try and do everything perfect but it's never ever perfect um you know I think I've mentioned this to you before as well Chelsea like I had this uh, when I reached burnout the first time I had the red flag list that my wife and I sat down and we wrote out together of all the things that weren't me. I was drinking too much. I was, um, I was short in conversations. I was not feeling like I was achieving. And that red flag list was probably about 10 to 12 red flags in total. Now, I've still got two of those flags showing, two or three of those flags, but it's not the 12. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's it's good to, you know, just know where you're at, know where you know where you are and, and know what know what know what will get you out of it if you do start to get too many of those red flags appearing. Yeah, that's so true. That is absolutely spot on. Yeah. Bookie, there's big things for you in the next 12 months. I can feel it in every cell of my being. I want our amazing audience that follows us on here at EQ Minds to follow you. So where's the best place for them to find out more about what you're up to? Well, if you're wanting to follow me, Cookie, just LinkedIn's best. So just Luke Cook um, on LinkedIn. Uh, but, yeah, the journey of Cuppa TV is is going to grow next year. Like when I, I usually like to say it's like the binge watching that actually improves your life. And we are going for more of a Netflix where we're going to have new shows, new hosts, new everything. We want to take people on a journey with us. We want brands to come on board to help us make a difference in the community and and we're not going to stop around it because we feel like that, you know, through our conversations, we know that one conversation can change a life. It can save a life. It can change a perspective. And, you know, what, I, what we started this conversation with was around how do we have more conversations and we feel we can be that, that vehicle for at work, in home and through the community. And how true that is. Cookie, what an absolute treat it is having you today on the show. Thanks so much for joining us at EQ Minds today. 
Loved every minute. See you, my friend. See you soon. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.